0: All right, we're going to deal with a really difficult topic today. I promised this podcast to somebody a while ago. I should have done it sooner, and I didn't. But I actually have gotten this question a lot of different times, and I know a lot of different individual situations where people are dealing with this. But talking about narcissistic parents and emotionally abusive parents or relatives or Things like this. And how a Christian deals with that. Um, It's a difficult thing. um, Because. You know. We are to respect and love our parents. And show them the love of Christ. No matter what. And. You know. I mean that's part of it. Is we realize that. Well we'll go into the scripture. And everything of it too. But anyway. That's that's the topic that we're gonna we're gonna go over so i guess how do we deal with it i really have to check myself on this one because i get so frustrated at this i'm just like you cannot let them treat you like that you know i'm like you have got to let your position be known and you know be open for forgiveness but definitely let it be known so i have to check myself even in answering this because i'm like i want to just go straight to angry right away and like that's how i want to deal with it but i know that's not the best way to deal with it (laughs) but i think first like just in common sense you have to recognize and be serious that their behavior is completely it's abnormal it's not just difficult or it's they're not just like that like that's a personality like issue there and sometimes it's a hard issue um i think a lot of times narcissistic people can have um a lot of a lot of pain that they're masking or you know insecurities and and different things like that 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 they don't mean to. There's, but I, I mean, there's definitely there's certain levels of it. There's ones that are just unapologetically they just don't care, and I mean those are just, just the deep down ruthless nasty ones, and those ones are the ones that need extra prayer because those are, that's that's difficult, and those are the ones that I have to check myself on whenever I, you know, uh, talk to anybody about it, but. It is. It's, it's a personality disorder, and it's not, it's not behavior of a healthy human. Mm-hmm. It's really not.
1: But you're right, because so often we're just like, well, that's just them. Yeah. That's just how they no, are. That's not. just their personality. That's just their whatever. It's no, not it's normal.
0: Not. <laughs> no, it's not normal. It's not. And there's no way... There's it no might excuse. be what
1: characterizes them yeah. now, but it's not normal. But it's so not normal
0: behavior, yeah. and I mean, regardless, where yeah. whatever their reasoning is for it, it's just it's not normal behavior. And no, no healthy human should behave like that or, or or act like that to one another. I mean, that's just that's just flat out, um, and I don't think. I don't think as the question is, is like, you know, was I wrong for setting boundaries basically and pulling my kids? No, absolutely not. I think you should set firm boundaries if it comes to this, you know, um, you know, if it comes to the point where you're pulling your kids away from them and not letting them spend time with them, you know, that type of thing, um, but you have to set firm boundaries, I think, like telling them, like, no, I'm not going to we're not going to come over or let the kids come over. Because last time you just sat there and ran us down to them yeah. about about us and how you don't let you know, and all these other things. So we're not going to, you know, so that. we're not going to do that anymore. You know, we'd be glad if you know, this was different, and, you know, I would go to them and address them, address the issue to them, say, hey, look, this is what you did, but most of the time, I mean, if they're truly narcissistic, I mean, they're gonna deny it, and, and you know, make all these excuses for it, and whatever else, but no, you're not wrong in setting firm boundaries, uh, loving boundaries, um, you know, I mean, we, you always want to be, you always want to s- extend out the olive branch, be the one to, ch- to try to get peace um, and always be open for forgiveness mm-hmm. and, al- you know, and always be ready for that person and believe that person if they say, hey, if they come to you and if they say, hey, look, I've been this way. I want to change. I'm sorry. Then you take that person at their word and assume that they're going to move forward and you move forward like nothing happened. I mean, that's honestly what you do. But, a- and you don't, and if that person continues, warn the person and be ready to forgive them again and be ready to go through the process again. You can still set firm boundaries and still not open yourself up to be abused it, at the same time. So, y- y- you know, and then don't let yourself be just blindsided by manipulation. Because they are going to manipulate you and try to tell you that, no, that's not the way things are. You don't remember the way that things are. Or, you know, try to get you to believe in some different thought pattern. You know, you have to be ready and used to that um, when dealing with a person like that. You can't let yourself just get blindsided by their... Like uh, their manipulations and that's one one thing that a narcissistic person does epically is manipulate and again sometimes it's on purpose and then sometimes it's that person is just it's deep down ingrained and the only thing that can remove it is christ you know so and then some people like i said is insecurities and different things like that um I think the other piece of advice I think for us as Christians too is realize no matter what you do your whatever you do it's going to be l- under a microscope for the world and for everybody else to say
1: your past sins will be thrown in your face constantly sure.
0: and you know you'll be told about you know like I said if this is your parents and this type of thing you need to realize that not everybody understands the situation that you're going through i think that's an honest i think that's an honest statement not everybody understands it so you know it's so quick everybody's quick to just jump on and say oh you respect your mother, you know and all these different things and it's like well okay well yes that's true but that still doesn't change the fact that they're that it's okay to say that it's is an emotionally abusive person and they're they're not a good that characteristic is not good about them.
1: Well, look how often, you know, it's hard because it's like, well, I try to set these boundaries with my kids and my mom or between my dad and my husband, whatever. But, you know, the Bible says I have to respect my parents. And it's like, okay, well, Jesus also says that you could lose your parents, be willing to lose your parents, your children, yeah, your spouse, I was just whatever. Like so
0: I mean, since you brought it up, I might as well just go into you it You know what now. I mean? Like, we're
1: willing to use it one way, but not the other way.
0: I think it's, yeah, it, I mean, that's exactly it. Um If you're living for Christ and you're living a life truly um, for Christ, there's so many biblical references for your biggest opposition coming from right within your own home. Mm -hmm. And I brought up like Heidi just alluded to it and I had already set aside a whole bunch of scripture that I was going to read and go over at the end but we'll do it now sorry no you're fine we'll do it now I mean it came up it came up so I have Matthew 10 34 through 39 it's Jesus saying do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth I've not come to bring peace but a sword for I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be of those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And what? whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We have... um. I thought that the um, the commentary note for the ESV was really cool on this verse. Uh, it says, sword is a metaphor, of course, of separation that will occur between those who believe in Christ and those who do not. Jesus' own family opposed him before they recognized his true identity. And they give references to... 13 um, in in Matthew 13, 53 through 58, Mark 3, 21, John 7, 3 through 5. It says, Thus whoever loves mother father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus asked for absolute and unqualified loyalty. Something even the most esteemed rabbi did not demand. So that right there kind of says it all as far as your own your most of your own opposition will come right from inside of your own family and that's true anybody that desires to live a life in christ will be persecuted and don't think that it won't come from in your own house it will and it does most of the time don't think it won't come in a way of a narcissistic parent how narcissistic do you think Jesus' mom was being at this point? I mean, this is extremely, like, this is my boy, like an angel appeared to me and told me that this was going to be the Messiah to the people, and I still didn't get it. And I was literally offended by him going out and saying the things that he said. She was literally offended. We make we don't make a big enough deal about the implications. People don't understand of what they just go, oh, that that's funny. It's like no, they were calling for Jesus because they were calling him crazy. They they did not believe who he was at first. This was they had us. They were in a state of unbelief, it being extremely narcissistic. If you're like, yep, there's my boy, he's the Messiah. Wait a minute, he's crazy. What do you? What are you doing up there saying these things? Come down here and don't say that stuff. That's extremely narcissistic. And what did Jesus turn around and say? Because you know what? You know who my family is? is the people who do the will of my father. That's who my family is.
1: That's so unloving of him. That's not honoring his mother.
0: Did he break a commandment? Absolutely not. He acknowledged the simple fact that if you desire to follow him you will have opposition and most likely and most of the time it will come from when you're within your own household um, Luke I really like the way that Luke puts it to you and I'll go ahead and read the ESV note on it too but it's Luke fourteen twenty five through 33 Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able, with ten thousand, to meet him who comes against him, with twenty thousand? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. And I really, again, the ESV uh, note knocked it out of the park, I thought here. It says, anyone that comes to me would be those who would be Christ's disciples must, number one, love their family less than they love Christ. Number two, bear his own cross and follow Christ. And number three, renounce all. Okay, that is a whole long way of saying that when you come to Christ, you sit and have to think about these things. And maybe this, this is this point for you now, but you have to come and deliberate these things with following Christ, this pain of going through this and this pain of this rejection and, these, and the pain of following him. Is it worth it? Am I willing to give up all of these things that I have around me to follow him? Because I have to renounce it all. That verse, Jesus of course, isn't saying to hate your mother and to hate your brothers and to but if it has to be Do you pick Do you pick them over Christ? So uh, like I said, that's a long way of saying that we have to understand a lot of things and a lot of things that we have to go through when we follow Christ. So these things like these narcissistic parents and things like that, unfortunately, that's going to be... Some people that don't even follow Christ have to deal with that too, but we yeah. <laughs> we know that um, we're guaranteed opposition where that comes from it doesn't necessarily have to be from family some of us have awesome supportive families that's amazing that's great but then a lot of people don't so to those people good like said i mean we always want to remain open and forgiving and loving and shining the light of christ but at the same time still setting these boundaries and be willing to give up mother and father into um just to continue to follow christ um narcissism comes in many different many different ways you know it could be you know maybe your parents are trying to um, tell your kids that you know grandparents are trying to tell their kids that whatever you teach them is crazy and not to listen to them or you know Different things like that or they'll rip you down in front of other people. No sympathy, no, you know, that that type of thing when you're dealing with somebody just completely abusing you like that. I don't, that's where I don't feel that you need to, that's where you need to set your boundaries and you need to stand up for yourself and then make whatever choice that you do after that. If that means excommunicating with them for a while because of such, then that's what you have to do. (laughs) I mean, I think you have to be willing to pick up everything and leave that, especially if that's something that is affecting your walk with the Lord. That's what Jesus' whole point is there. If this is going to affect your walk and your following Christ, you have to be willing to get rid of that and willing to push it out of your life. Like I said, be willing to welcome it back at any time, but you also need to be ready to just get it out of your life. So...
1: Because I feel like there's that extreme for so many people where, like, the way of the world is just to, like, have nothing to do with these people, cut them off, and, like, totally walk away and be very... ...harsh about it, and there's a lot of sure, harboring and that's not anger and things of that nature, which is not biblical whatsoever. No, not at all. Because we never harbor, you know, anger and hatred towards anyone. No, we should
0: always be seeking to reconcile with everybody. But
1: I feel like the Christian answer, right, if we're talking from just like a growing up churchy side is to, you know, if you're a Christian, and especially if the other person's a Christian, you just endure all kinds of really horrible and out-of-line behavior and treatment because they're family. And family is forever, right? Family is the first thing. Family is the most important. So you can have to put up with the most horrible of things because you're being a good Christian, and that's what it is. But it's like, there is no biblical backing Mm -mm. to any of that.
0: No, you don't need to let yourself be abused. And there's no, it's ridiculous and you need to stand firm on it. So I know the two cases specifically um, that that have asked me about it. I mean, this is just, I guess it's the same answer. I mean, to all of this is just stand firm set those boundaries realize and tell them that i mean the be- that be that type of behavior is not normal mm-hmm. this is not something normal people do like it's just not and, and i mean if you if you would be surprised at how being how bluntly honest back to them like how well that works if you stand your ground on it you have it. a gift with that I mean, it, I do, only because I think I've had to develop it. I I think that was built in part of frustration.
1: Yeah, you're really good at that part. I am not.
0: But, well, it's taken a long time to develop, and I think only now coming to the Lord is it fully starting to kind of, you know, come around like that. But... I just, you. I mean, if you can be bluntly honest and not, I mean, just ruthlessly honest.
1: Well, because you can be kind and loving and speak truth.
0: Yeah, it's not.
1: <laughs> you know, we're afraid. Well, I can't just tell him that. I'm like, why? That's the truth.
0: Yeah. We are, are you
1: saying it with love? Or are you saying afraid, it for the
0: hope of? I mean, we sure, we can be loving, but we, that's the thing is you can be loving, but your words can sting. And I Cause mean, because they're truthful. Because they're true, but that's not, that's not your intention. That's truth hurts. And truth, divide. Why do? You, that's what Jesus said. Did not come to bring peace, but a sword. That sword is that division between people that want to hear truth and people that don't. And what does a sword do? It like it hurts, right? <laughs> like if yeah. you get pierced with a sword it does not feel good
1: like i haven't been in that situation but i'm assuming
0: pretty that's, stinky i mean it wouldn't i, I guess i've never been stabbed by a sword i'm sure there's somebody that has but i i mean it's not good <laughs> so that's what that's what that's trying to get across there i don't I know, I know it's a tough issue, and especially dealing with it with your parents. But I think there's plenty of biblical references here. We'll go ahead and put these, just these couple verses. I'll send them to you. That we, but there's plenty of biblical references um, that you can take to and fight it with scripture. You know, but. For the most part, then too, I mean, just pick and choose your battles. Are you getting up? Are you getting your feelings hurt by something that you that they said that you can just ignore, or is this something that's seriously abusive? You know, I mean, let's let's remember not just to let's remember to be able to forgive them wherever we can, wherever possible. So, if I know that she that that whoever this person is is acting this way for a reason. Be understanding as long as you possibly can, and say, hey, listen, I, I and to yourself, and I understand that this person is acting out this because she is going through this. She gets when she's going through stress, she gets crazy. You know, forgive somebody for that, okay that I mean, don't let that, regardless of what that person acts out, understand their situation and let that go. If this is something, though, that's seriously emotionally abusive, and it's just, that's where you draw your lines. And that's where you stand up for yourself. And that's where I think you shoot your soft bullets. And you're, you be completely, just bluntly honest. And don't be afraid to stand up, regardless of, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. No human being should treat another human being like that just because they're your parents doesn't give you the doesn't give them the ability to treat you like crap. I I am a parent. okay. just because I'm a parent of all four of my children, that does not give me a license to treat them like garbage Mm -hmm. to manipulate them to to that. I don't care who I am. I shouldn't treat like another human being like that. And there's plenty of biblical examples of the Lord being not pleased with people like that. Because why did you not have mercy on them? I had mercy on you. So, I guess I don't want to go round and round with this topic because I know this is a sensitive one to many, many people. But I think that's those are my just my basic points. My answer for it. I really hope that it helps. Um, I would be I would be more than happy to do another one if we have more questions, furthering specifics on how to deal with it. But I think really this just has to be up to you. I think you know a lot of the answers to your own questions, and I think some of the things that you're already doing is is. Is perfect, and just praying, pray for their hearts to, to be softened. I mean, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing, is just make sure that you're interceding for them in prayer, and, and tell them that you're praying for them.
1: Which means you have to be holding the mirror up and living your life as Scripture calls. That way, you can truly be showing. them. Sure, you
0: don't give them any ammunition. I mean, if they yeah, want like to, you can't
1: th- be mad because they're so mean and cruddy to you, and then like just always be angry at them and really mean to them. Sure. like you're doing the same thing they are.
0: Sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? This is where we were just reading in Corinthians, even though it doesn't apply with the lawsuit thing. But why not be wronged? It's still the same attitude of Christ. Why not be wronged? And why don't I, why not let God deal with that? Because it, when you're a parent, you're a shepherd over your children. Okay, we're called not to lord over our our children like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Do not so provoke them to anger.
0: Yeah, if we provoke them to anger, they're oh, let the Lord deal with that. S- but you, like you said, always just hold that mirror up and make sure that you're being christ-like in that so i think that's uh that's it for that one but if anybody else has any questions i'll be glad to do another another one on it because i know this is kind of short but i didn't want to over i don't want to beat this one too much